The Angsty Christian Podcast is a mature show that dives deep into the problematic aspects of the modern church. Some content might not be suitable for all listeners. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. This episode was recorded as of Saturday, February 26, 2022. Some of the information that we talk about during this episode may be outdated by the time you are listening. Please stay informed. Hello and welcome back to the Angsty Christian Podcast. I almost said something else um, because our interview last interview was stuck in my brain. It's almost said the Ukrainian Christian Podcast or some shit. Anyways, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> hey, this is your deconstruction daddy, Daniel. Um, fun fact about me, um, I had half an edible last night and it was too much. And so, you know... All day, I was still feeling a bit high, and then, uh, you know, now I'm feeling um, just tired, and I have a headache, you know, and so that's where I'm at, but also, like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more, yeah. Exactly. Hey, everyone, uh, it's me, your deconstruction non-binary person of uh, notorious criminal activities, I don't know. Be gay to crime. Be gay to crime. Anyway. A uh, fun fact about me um, is that, let's see, oh yeah, I started a second job, and so all my free time with school, two jobs, and the podcast, yeah, I don't have free time anymore. This is my yeah. free time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> welcome. I feel you. Um, and uh, our deconstruction baddie, Bonnie, is not here with us currently because... She also has been busy, and you know I think we're we've all been overwhelmed. Honestly, mm-hmm. almost called it a week to this week and skipped it. But with current events going on, we kind of figured it was still good to do a podcast regardless. And so today's episode, um, it may not be what you're expecting of it being funny and all that shit, mm-hmm. um, and that's okay. You know what? If you're here for funny, fuck off. We are going to be talking about Ukraine. <laughs> And so, if that is something that you do not want to talk about because, you know, it's exhausting, I'll totally understand, you know, do what you got to do, listen to it later if you want to, or skip this episode. That is totally okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are going to be talking about the war in Ukraine. We did have an amazing, we just finished an amazing um, interview with uh, uh, with with a Ukrainian um, person who lives here in America, but has family in Ukraine. So, um, yeah, let's just... Uh, Go straight to it. Exactly. Privet, and thank you for sticking around, everyone. We are super excited for today. Um, we have a really special guest. We have someone who is from Ukraine. Um, she is a friend of one of my good friends, um, and she is in media in New York City. So we are super thankful to have Yulia here with us. Um, Yulia, please give us a look, a little introduction of you, who you are, what you do. Um, and I know we just talked a little bit about what we do as a podcast. And so anything in terms of like spirituality stuff, like where, like if that has ever been, an, if that has ever impacted your life in any way, we'd love to hear that um, before we stop 
or not start stop before we start heading into some of the more serious you know modern event or current events rather yeah sure thanks daniel um so my name is julia i'm originally from ukraine i was born and raised in the city of mikolaev uh, which is in the southern part of ukraine and um i um haven't lived in ukraine for a quite a long time i would say the past five, six years. Um, I went to college in Europe. It was a Christian university, actually. Um, it's a North American styled university, which was founded by Canadian and uh, US church, a Christian church. And um, so I would say faith, um, or I guess Christianity played a big role in my, um, especially like teen and young adult years. Um, I would say I grew up Orthodox Christian and um, um, like, as I told you before that I, you know, I didn't understand why we do a lot of things we do. I never read the Bible until college. Mm -hmm. um, but my grandma always, she, I, I feel like she always shared these Christian values with me, but I just, I never understood where they came from. I just thought that my grandma was really wise and I listened to her. Mm -hmm. Um and um, yeah, but when I went to college, I started learning more about Christianity and I met a lot of people who are Christian. And I think that for me, like I always had faith and I always believed in God. I just never really, uh, maybe I never, I could never change my, some of the customs that, that I do and the traditions. So like, for example, I would go to chapel, but still some of the things were new to me, like the songs and maybe it, they, they don't they didn't mean as much to me as to other people, but still I knew that I was there for the same reason as them. Totally. So maybe the tools and ways are different, but I would say the main goal was always the same. Yeah. Totally. Um, but I was really grateful to be around Christian people. Um, oh, sorry about that. Um, that was a message from, I have a lot of, um, a lot of news coming up alerts. Always. So that was one of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I was saying that I, I was really glad to be around Christian people because I think I saw a lot of kindness in them. I saw what Christian values are and definitely trying to live by them. Um, my university was really small. It was like 500 people and uh, all of our faculty and staff, most of our faculty and staff were from the U S and they came as missionaries. And so they were not getting paid for being our professors, but I would say the best value out of classes I that I got was at those classes taught by these professors, just because they were genuinely interested in being there for us. Um, so I would say I saw a lot of human kindness and um, I was just really grateful to be there because it felt like a, like a really safe place, you know, like a home away from home where I could grow up um, being supported by people who barely know me, but are, could always be there for me. And even, even now with, you know, everything going on, well, not everything, the war going on in Ukraine, um, let's, you know, call things the way they are. Yeah. Um, I would, you know, so many people from my school reached out to me, professors, our president. Um, wow. yeah, just so many people. And, um, the way I see, them supporting the students at the school is also amazing. They're try really trying to help them um, cope with this. Um, they're trying to help their families. And yeah, so just a lot, a lot of support, a lot of care 
a lot of kindness. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, that bit. Sure. I know, um, obviously our, <laughs> or maybe not obviously to our listeners yet, but, um, you know, we are talking about the war in Ukraine and what is happening. Um, I know originally, uh, me, Jake and Bonnie, we we're going to be talking about a completely different topic. Um, and then, you know, this last week happened and, you know, Russia decided they were going to start invading and we decided that it is more important to talk about and uplift the voices of the Ukrainian people. Um, I, I know I told you before this, like Ukraine has a very special place in my heart. Um, I have a lot of friends that are in Ukraine and unfortunately a lot of them are now having to fight um, as they've been drafted. And so um, any way that we can support, we want to support. And so kind of wanted to give you the space. Like I, I think there's so much misinformation going around there's also a lot of um really badly timed jokes from americans and other privileged people Gosh. of like oh we're not we're gonna get drafted like no you're not gonna get drafted shut the fuck up like people are actually getting drafted you assholes um but like i, I from what i understand i believe you have family that's still in ukraine or is trying to yes everyone them. yeah and so just kind of like it for as much as you want to share and obviously yeah. if there's i know it's probably exhausting and tiring um but um just kind of want to give you like the open floor just what is going on <laughs> um what is the like the the reality um if mm -hmm. there's any history that is important for us to know sure um and then like how can we support um i think that's sure. the stuff that we want to talk about so um, the floor is yours. Like <laughs> Jake and I will Got mostly it. be quiet and questions yeah. I'm sure are going to come up. Okay. Um, but the floor is yours. Like we, we just, we want to, we want to know, and we want to see what we can do and what our listeners mm -hmm. and anyone else that we know may be okay. able to do. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, there are, there are people willing to share it and to, I guess, educate other people as well, because I do agree. There's a lot of misinformation, a lot of, either fake news or the news that are not as accurate. And I would say that a lot of, a lot of US um, media sources, they really try to tell a story with some kind of color to it. And it's not usually, I feel like sometimes it's a little insensitive to the people of Ukraine. And um, because I know that they want to paint a certain picture of Russia, which I feel like there's, you know, it's already been clearly, very clearly painted by Putin. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I feel like still the U.S. has a little agenda, you know, in terms of like their media sources. But overall, still, I feel like the coverage is pretty good in here. Um, but um, I think what's really important to know, like from history, um, that the overall relationship between Russia and Ukraine, um, they used to be pretty good before um, 2013 uh, and pretty good in the sense that we were you know, in good diplomatic relationships, economic relationships, there are a lot of ties between our countries, our show businesses were really blended in together. But I do feel like Ukrainian identity was a lot more diminished at that point, just because we were sharing so many things with the, uh, the Russian people, which, you know, I have nothing against Russian people, I have so many friends in there. Um, but still, the Ukrainian identity was not as strong. Um, but historically, during the Soviet Union, Ukraine was really an important asset to the Soviet Union, but we were always the number one country that was trying to be independent. And we really, you know, we gave it a try in, I believe like 1919, 1920. I'm probably not historically accurate right now, 
Um, but definitely gave it a lot of tries and try to be sovereign and independent, um, but failed because of the USSR and the um, revolution. Uh, and I feel like after we became independent, we, it was a long journey for us to really regain this national identity and rebuild it. And then in 2013, when our president Yanukovych, when he, um, instead of building relationships with Europe, he decided to, um, you know, switch the gears and turn to Russia. Um, you know, everyone realized it's not, you know, it's, it's wrong. And when people started protesting and then um, the Crimea annexation happened when Russia just walked in with their troops, did a referendum, which was obviously illegal in many, many ways, um, to Crimea. And um, after that, um, I believe it was also February 2014 um, or 13. I'm sorry, I, I will need to check that just because um, everything is so mixed up in my head right now. Um, but basically when they invaded our uh, Eastern part of Ukraine and um, you know, the war has been going on really since that time in the Eastern regions. Um, and they proclaimed to the largest cities in Ukraine, Donetsk and Luhansk, um, they became the self-proclaimed the, the Donetsk uh, People's Republic and Luhansk People's Republic. No one obviously recognized them. Even Russia didn't recognize them until this year. Um, and probably as everyone heard, uh, Russian troops have been, um, have been close to the Ukraine's border uh, for probably two months um, at this point and then they also moved their troops um in belarus um to the to the ukrainian border and um what i heard from you know some of my relatives who live in, in the crimea we knew that they also had troops at the border in crimea so once when, when a lot of people in the world said that there were troops at the eastern border we we realized that ukraine is surrounded it was like everywhere on, uh, but besides poland like the, the side in Europe. Um, and that was obviously alarming, but no one believed that the war could start. Uh, we were hoping that Putin would just try to scare us or or maybe only fight for the East because it was this like, like a great area, or I guess, how can I call it? Um, in Ukraine and, you know, between Ukraine and Russia. And um, yeah, but then... On Thursday, uh, or no, I'm sorry, on Wednesday, it was around 9.30 p.m. here in the U.S., um, and it was 4.30 a.m. in Ukraine. I was reading the news, and a little closer to 10 p.m. New York time, 5 a.m. Ukrainian time, uh, a friend of mine sent me um, a video. It was Russia, uh, Putin's speech, and... Um, he sends this to me. He's like, you have to watch this. Like now he's like, call your parents. And I was like, I, and the second I open it, the phrase that I heard was that, um, Putin wanted to start a military operation in the Eastern regions in Ukraine. But the way he said it, I obviously watched enough of his speeches to know, you know, his style. And, um, I felt like this is going to be a complete lie. Of course, it's just for the Russian propaganda. And they're probably are going to either invade many other regions, advance to the whole territory of Ukraine, or just do something a lot more big than just 
you know, a war, uh, a military operation in the Eastern regions. So um, I immediately called my parents. I woke them up and my parents didn't believe me because even two weeks ago, I told them that there is a really high chance that the war will, will happen. So you have to be ready. You have to have enough food. You have to have enough petroleum and just, you know, really there's no, no list what you can need for a war, right? But we came up with it. And they had a truck fully stocked, um, just sitting in our backyard. And um, they knew that if anything starts, they could go to my grandparents' village, which is in a little safer spot. Uh, and I asked them to take the truck there. So it's there waiting for them if anything happens. Um, and they were ready to do it. But then I believe my dad read the news again. And he was like, oh, it's just the West exaggerating the news. Nothing is going to happen. It's all going to be fine. So the truck stayed in our backyard. And then it's 5 a.m. Um, on Thursday, I believe, right? Um, and um, I, I called them and they were like, are you sure? Should we leave? Like, are you sure that the war is starting? I'm like, yes. He um, he um, announced like the military operation in the East, but I am sure that this is going to be much worse. I was like, can you just please listen to me? pack up and just go to the like to the village to a safer place and like sit there for a couple of days if it's safe you'll always go back to the city and um i know that they started packing up and then my mom calls me in tears and she's like they just blew up our air force uh base oh. and it was five minutes after my call to her oh god so i'm like i said i'm from Mykolaiv, so it's the south ukraine yeah. And I understand that the missile probably came either from the Crimea or from the Black Sea. And that means that it's going to be Odessa. It's going to be like the whole South. And also, I'm just as she's calling me, I'm reading on the news that they're bombing Borisville, which is the one of the largest airports. It's in Kiev. So it's in the capital of Ukraine. Yeah. So they're targeting the capital. But from what I heard in the news, because I'm, you know, I've been following a lot of independent news sources and different things, uh, which have like, updates literally like hourly not even hourly but if anything happens probably 15 minutes later it's going to be on their news channel so i knew exactly what was going on and i see that they're targeting military um objects at first but i knew that it's you know it's just the, the first step obviously it's not going to end there and uh, so my parents packed up. They were really afraid to drive. Um, they wanted to stay in, in our house, which is not safe because it is right next to the military base, to that Air Force base. That's where we really heard the, the explosion. And my grandma lives even closer to there. So, but thankfully it was only, I think one explosion. They still, you know, gathered everything they needed, like all the necessary uh, things. They picked up my grandma, they drove to the village. They started uh, putting blankets and like mattresses into a basement because my grandparents have um, a huge basement and that's where basically my parents are hiding um, if there's any threat. Um, so they drove there, but thankfully they did have some time to go back to the city, pick up the truck with the supplies and then drive there with you know both cars my mom and dad were driving. Um, and the thing that I warned them literally like five or 10 minutes before the first explosion and everyone was up. So people woke up from the explosion and my parents had already been like on the road, basically those 10 minutes, let them drive on the full, like a, an, an empty highway. Because after that, there were like lines, you know, trying to get people trying to get out of the city. Yeah. People couldn't get 
uh, gas at the gas station. There were huge lines. And um, I called some of my friends in other cities and tried to warn them and, uh, you know, just try to share as much information as I could because I was sitting on a couch frankly like I was I was speechless I couldn't believe it and I, I I couldn't cry I couldn't I couldn't breathe like I couldn't say anything it's like my my country's entering a war yeah. and I'm sitting here in my apartment in Brooklyn safe not able to do anything my parents are there my nine-year-old sister is there like all of my grandparents are there and uh, like feeling completely helpless and useless you know it's like yeah. can I call myself Ukrainian like I'm not fighting this battle but I should be and um but uh, yeah, that's why I, I was like on my phone the whole night, tried to navigate people, help people, like inform people, uh, because I feel like when it happens so suddenly and, you know, it happened at 5, 5 a.m. And, you know, uh, going back to the World War II, which um, so in 1930, sorry, in 1941, when um, uh, Hitler in the bombed the USSR, it happened at 4 a.m. And um, there's like a another not a meme but more of like a phrase circulating on the internet that what's the difference between hitler and putin one hour wow and that's what it is of course it, it's yeah. just so evil to bomb people at 5 a.m when no one is suspecting this people are quietly yeah. sleeping children are sleeping in their beds and uh, of course yes like their first um like their first efforts didn't target civilians but they still hit some of the civilians they still yeah. affected their lives like yeah they only destroyed some of the like military things um but it didn't stop there then obviously they advanced you know the troops started um going from the borders they started going um at Kharkiv also like other cities which are on their way to Kiev so we knew that they are probably targeting Kiev so the first day was really the, the first half of the first day probably was you know not, we didn't feel like it was targeted as civilians, but I think the more we were in a war, the more we realized that our military, the U Ukrainian armed forces are actually very strong because we have all these uh -huh. great technology and weapons from the US and now from other countries. Um, we realized that- It's been badass. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely so badass. No one expected that. I'm yeah. frankly speaking, I was afraid that Ukraine was going to be taken down in one day yeah I and a lot of my friends thought so too so everyone yeah. was so scared um i i think i, I cried all my tears in my in yeah. the first day um but i i tried to i don't know inform people about anything anything i could i shared information about shelters and um found like a database of shelters in other cities and also try to share it because it's like I know that when you're in panic, you can't just, you know, be, stay sane and search for the information. So I try to make it as accessible as possible and just send it to all of my friends who I knew were in Ukraine. Um, but obviously, like, as, you know, the time went by, they started hitting more civilian places. And obviously, the Russian military is just enraged because we are giving them a good hit, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And um, I'm, I'm so extremely proud of the Ukrainian armed forces and of our president, who also is doing a great job. He, he, the way he informs people, like he's concise, he's straightforward, he says things as, things as they are. Obviously, we understand that, for example, like the 
victim count of Ukrainian people is not shared. It's not really shared. Um, we understand that a lot more people died, but at this point, the national spirit is so strong that we just want to, you know, well, what we say, kill the occupant. Yeah. I, I never supported a war. I never wanted people to fight. And I, obviously, you know, I'm scared to, if my dad gets drafted. Yeah. But in one day, the, the whole rhetoric, the whole narrative of the war changed so much that Ukraine actually became so strong. And the fact that we are at home, we are defending our home. We were invaded for nothing because someone has imperial imperialistic thoughts and he's obviously um, backing it with Ukraine, you know, the threat from the NATO and like all the bullshit that he's sharing like to his people and all the propaganda. And obviously on Russian news, everyone thinks they're still just hidden the military objects. I was like, we don't have that many of them. So it lasts three days. Yeah. And I try to also follow some Russian news just so I know what's actually being shared and like I compare things. So they're saying that they, um, and one of our, there's like an island in the south of Ukraine um, and a Russian warship came there and they sent a message to our soldiers saying that it's a Russian warship. You guys have to surrender and like give up the weapons or we're going to bomb you, like attack you. Um, and uh, our soldiers said, go fuck yourself, Russian warship. Yeah. <laughs> and you were sharing uh, um, before we start this interview, there is a phrase that is that is going around. Do you mind do you mind sharing that? Um, the like about go fuck the, yourself. <laughs> yeah, the village. Yeah. So um, in one of the villages in Ukraine, there, uh, there's a huge banner right at the entrance to the village. And it says. Uh, get the fuck out of my, of Ukraine and get the fuck out of my village. And it was written by, it's literally signed as Grandma Nadia. So it was this old little lady who wrote a message to the Russians. Just get the fuck out of Ukraine and get the fuck out of my village. Gotta love Ukrainians. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think that this phrase, what the sol these soldiers said, well, there, there were 13 of them. And unfortunately, they're, they all, um, they fell in the battle. They were attacked by the Russian ship and they all fell because it was only 13 of them on that little island. Yeah. Um, I believe it's some kind of strategic point in the south of Ukraine, close to Odessa. Um, yeah. I'm not very familiar with you know that particular place. Uh, so obviously they're now considered, not considered like actually proclaimed like the heroes of Ukraine. It was announced yeah. by the president. Um, but this phrase... It's one of the chants now at the rallies. I actually, the posters that I made, I wrote, go fuck yourself, Russian worship. <laughs> because even in Ukrainian, it sounds so like funny and uplifting. And yeah. it's like, it gives you hope and it just shows that our nation will, will not die, will, will not surrender. And that's what Putin wants. He thought that we're going to be weak and we won't be able to defend our cities. And that by attacking, um, he attacked even the Western part of Ukraine. No one in the western part of Ukraine expected this. Yeah, everyone yeah. in Lviv, which is right, like one of the yeah. most west cities, yeah, Lviv is, and has been untouchable for so long. Exactly, and they were bombed. Wow! Not um, like they weren't attacked wow. as like other cities, but still, they get a lot of like air alerts, and I know that a lot of missiles were, mm -hmm. I guess, taken down. I don't know the proper word vocabulary. But unfortunately, I've learned a lot of it over the past three days. Um, 
So I would say day one was really depressing and stressful and people were just not knowing how to hold on to hope. But our army really showed great results. And um, I think day two was, we were really like, our spirits were lifted a lot more. And then um, we knew that the night was going to be really tough because we had um, battles going on in Kiev, in Odessa, in Mykolaiv. Uh, no, I, I believe actually in Odessa it wasn't like, they had some shootings, but it wasn't like a full battle at that point. But Mykolaiv, uh, my hometown, uh, also Kherson, Kharkiv, um, like smaller towns on their way to Kiev, um, Mariupol, so like the eastern part of Ukraine. So it's the east-south and the capital and the north, basically almost the entire Ukraine. Um, they were fighting the whole night. And uh, our president... Um, he went live with a speech right before midnight and he said, I'm not going to lie. The night is going to be tough, but we're going to push through it because there's always morning. There's always sunrise. And that sounded so hopeful the way he, I don't think we could ever have a better president for this time of the, you know, our history that he is so straightforward with us. He, you know, he, he says everything he needs to say in his speech in those five minutes. It's always about five minutes. Yeah. Um, he recognizes the heroes. He recognizes like the losses. He recognizes the... Oh, sorry about that. Again, a message. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we still, we, we stand strong at the way he ends the speech. It's always like you're, you're prepared to fight and you want to fight because you're defending your home. And that's what we, we say that we, we're fighting for the truth. We're fighting for for our home we have nothing you know there's nothing wrong in our battles because that's what we are doing i guess they because it's the ukrainians it's not me you know you're fighting here even in your own way like that that you're still you're still fighting you're you know you're getting out information you're you know helping yeah those of us over here and also providing information for people in ukraine who may not be able to because it's a mess right right and that is fighting yeah yeah, and um, there are a lot of uh, fake news and there are a lot of also people who are um, sharing the location of uh, Ukrainian troops with the Russia and Russian army. Some of them are Ukrainian, some of them are not. Um, and there was one YouTube channel, which, you know, I reported, I shared it. So my friends reported and like someone shared it with me. So I, I believe it was, it was taken down. I know Google did a lot of this. They took down a lot of, like um, channels and uh, websites, they were sharing all of this information. Yeah, so definitely we're doing our best. And uh, day three was, was, you know, again, I feel like a lot better in terms of like the spirit, national spirit. Um, a lot of my friends joined the, um, it's called the Territory Defense I guess division, I could say, right. but basically you're not joining the army per se, but you're still defending your city. Is Some of them got sure? weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of friends of mine did that and they, they were looking for people for the saboteurs. Um, they were, so Russian troops, they mark some of the buildings. So like residential buildings, kindergartens, uh, bus stops, different, like different, really civilian, civilian places. And then they, so they mark them. So it's like a guide for the, 
for the missiles and for, you know, for the bombs. And so you, we, you know, we were trying to get rid of them. So people were like walking around cities and trying to block them, take them down. And it's amazing how, how young people really united and the whole, the whole nation united really like the spirit is amazing. And I feel like we're also doing so great, not only because of the weapons that we have, but because, because we know what we're fighting for and we truly want to defend our home and be independent and kind of also get rid of Putin because God, everyone is sick of him. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck Putin. Oh yeah. I hope you hear this Putin. Fuck you. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, right? (laughs) Yeah, go fuck yourself. I hope he gets the message. I hope he doesn't hear us. (laughs) Oh no, no, I don't care. What's he gonna do? Kill me? Cool. Yeah. All right. Jokes on you. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, gosh. Fuck that. No, he's he's awful, but I feel like it's a recap of everything that's been going on and um Thank you for sharing Definitely. Yeah, it's I feel like for me, the first day I was really like devastated and yeah. I wanted support from, you know, from my friends and from someone. But I feel like the past two days, just because of seeing how like well our people are doing um, and knowing that my family is relatively safe. Yeah. Uh, I felt like, well, I'm actually doing fine. Like I'm really doing fine because I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in a war. I'm not fighting. I'm not hiding. Um, I'm trying my best. And that's why I was like, I don't have any reason right now to be weak or to be crying here. Like I'm going to do my best to share. And I literally text all of my friends. I took, I text my um, friends from school. Um, Also have a, like an American family here because I, I did an exchange program back in high school and I text all of my host relatives and I literally harass people to donate money. So like, if I can help, like I'm going to make sure everyone I know donates because when people text me and they're like, Oh, we're with you. We support you. Like, please let us know if we can do anything. And from the people whom I know who, who genuinely care, like I know that they're doing, you know, they will really be here for me. But from some people, I know that it's more like, you know, let me know if you need anything, but they know that I will never text them. Yeah. But I do text them. Yeah. 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 And like, here's where you can donate money and here's where yeah. you can sign a petition. Like we signed petitions yeah. for Germany to uh, cut Russia off from SWIFT payments. So SWIFT is, um, yeah. is one of the largest payment systems, international payment systems in the world. And um, this basically blocks international transfers in Russia and Russia is SWIFT's second largest client. So wow. the sanctions that Europe imposed and like the, the U S imposed, they were like, frankly useless like absolutely useless like a a whole list of them until maybe like swift and maybe they were like another round one of the last ones which were like actually hurt like their largest banks um but uh yeah the swift transaction will be huge and germany was hesitant they didn't want to do it the u.s was hesitant but then we signed a lot of petitions for the u.s then germany and then they were going to do it for um some other european countries but all of them agreed. So in the course of two days, all of them agreed. Yeah. I don't know how those petitions actually, like how much influence they had, but I hope they had a little bit because, yeah. you know, I saw how the number went from zero to a hundred thousand people in half an hour. Wow. That's amazing. And um, yeah. So I just know the whole world is with us and really like everyone was doing their best to help in any way, you know, you can. 
Yeah, which I do want to point out to any of you listeners. Um, well, first off, Yulia, um, I know there's a lot of people who do want to help. I've had people okay. who, I mean, like, I'm not an expert, but other people know that, like, I know people in Ukraine, right? And so, like, they've been like, hey, how do you, you think we should help? And I, every now yeah. every time, like, my friend Hannah, who's from uh, Ternopil, like, he, he, he sent me the link for the National Bank, and they opened up an account for, um, for people. But what is the best way that you know that mm-hmm. people um across the world because we have people who listen Mm -hmm. literally from parts of africa people from parts of asia and all over and so uh for people who are international how can we be able to help because i know that like we probably could be heading into a world war we don't know god oh i hope not i hope not too and i know that um i've watched some of the president's speeches as well and you know he's he's saying Mm -hmm. the best way is support us and so um how can people support how, what is the best way that you know people can be able to support? Yeah. I would say first way would be to stay informed and really um, seeing to you know what what's going on because I feel like it's it's important to know what's going on because Ukraine is not just fighting for our own independence. We are fighting for the whole world yeah. because by showing so Russia has what the third largest or like. Um, so their military has like the third biggest military potential or something like that. But anyway, the army is really strong. The European nations are afraid of their army, scared to death. And then Ukraine has been holding on pretty strong for three days. None of the large cities are under Russian control. They're all under yeah. Ukrainian control. Yeah. Our soldiers are really holding their shit together. Shout and, out to the ghost of, of Kiev. <laughs> yeah. And so actually another, you know, war joke that Ukrainian army is fighting so well that the NATO is going to apply to be in Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, we don't need NATO. NATO needs us. (laughs) Yes, yes. Look at us fighting. So, yes, so staying, you know, informed and um, because, we're yeah, we're not, again, we're not just doing it for ourselves. We are doing a favor to the whole world, basically. by really undermining Russia, Putin, and not Russia, but Putin and his, you know, his regime. Um, and second way would be, of course, the best would be to make donations to the Ukrainian army. Um, there are different ways. So there's one foundation called um, Come Back Alive, and uh, their website goes savelife.com, I believe, but I will share a link with you. Um, and um, it's a really easy, like a one-step payment. It's, you know, like an online purchase. They also have Apple Pay. Um, and, you know, I keep using my Wells Fargo card, so it works. Um, it, you may have issues like a fraudulent activity suspicion, but you just have to authorize the purchase, you know, like with any international purchases, I guess. Totally, because it's kind of sketchy to the bank accounts when you're transferring exactly, money to right. another which, country. Which, you know, yeah. totally makes sense, but it, it yeah. literally takes five minutes, like not more than five minutes. And yeah. every like every dollar counts. Um, it would be a great help. The foundation helps to buy uh, defense equipment. They also have to help, uh, help to buy technology, computers for our army. And that is really essential for them right now, especially, you know, as we keep going and hope to, you know, stand strong. Um and um, I will look for maybe other links to some other services that provide humanitarian support. I haven't seen any yet that I would know of that are 100% reliable because this foundation, it was mentioned by our president. We know that our government supports them and, you know, we know where the money goes. Yeah. Um, there's also a bank, um, an, an account at the National Bank of Ukraine. It is a little more tricky 
Yeah. Um, I will share a link with you as well, but it is, you know, a lot more steps. So I would say the easiest way would be the Save um, Comeback Alive Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And so for um, anyone who would like to just check our show notes at this point. So if you don't know what the show notes are, when you look at our episode on whatever platform it is you're looking at, there is a thing that tells you a description. That's the show notes. And so we'll put in links there. I know a few other organizations that are providing relief efforts to people both in Ukraine and also refugees that are heading to Czech and heading to Poland as well. And so we'll put in all those different places so that you can be able to look and support the Ukrainian people um, in whatever way you're able to, even $5. Like the the yeah. difference between American dollars and Ukrainian dollars is pretty massive. So <laughs> a little bit goes a long way. Um, yeah. And yeah. And then for accounts, we'll post some as well. Um, I know we've been sharing uh, from at with Ukraine on Instagram. I know that one is um, a lot that my Ukrainian friends have been sharing a lot. And, and we'll post, you know, other accounts that people can follow to stay updated because I know that there's also a lot of Russian propaganda out there. So be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. On on that topic, frankly, I feel like I speak pretty, like not positively, but you know, in a more positive way, like today, just because I came back from the rally um, in support of Ukraine, and I, I feel like. I, I feel my national identity and I feel like we're so yeah. strong and we can handle it. But in reality, our people are going through hell. Yeah. Everything we learned about World War II, I remember walking through museums and hearing about the, the battle for Sevastopol, for the battle for Odessa, the battle for Moscow. Yeah. And now we literally, what we have in the news and what we have going on in reality is the battle for Kiev, the battle for Mikhailov, the battle for Odessa again. And this is, it, it is a nightmare. Like it is a nightmare. And uh, people are, have been sitting in the subway stations for days. There was a baby born in a subway station in Kiev yesterday, oh. a baby girl whose name is Mia. Oh. And um, I have a pregnant friend who's supposed to give birth in a couple days and she's in another city, which is also being bombed. So it's, it, it, oh. is, it is living hell. And I yeah. feel like the fact that our people are still handling it so well, yeah. tells a lot about you know our character and um i will never forgive russian army for having my nine-year-old sister text me saying yulia we will i promise you i will survive i will there's no forgiveness and when people some people in russia are saying that um well we can't really do anything is our government we didn't elect it what can we do i'm like i don't care i don't fucking care People in my country are dying. I don't see you doing anything. And if you don't feel ashamed of it, like, well, that means that you're for it. I feel like that's a very black and white situation. There's no gray area in this. There's no, yeah. oh, I'm not political. No, like this is not, yeah. there's, this yeah. is not about politics. This is about humanity and yeah. destruction of humanity. And so yeah. as much as I believe in our army and I believe in my nation, it is it is basically what has been going on during the World War II and what they yeah. show in the news in Russia. It's just like a fairy tale. It's literally a made up story. And what's happening in reality is that cities are being ruined. I saw pictures of my hometown and I can't believe that I was just there before February. I, I was home for about a month during the holidays and I came back to the US on February 4th. I was supposed to come, no, sorry, not February 4th. Um, a little earlier, I was supposed to come on February 4th, but my parents panicked because we thought that the war is going to start earlier. And I exchanged my ticket and I, they made me come back a week earlier. I didn't want to. Um, wow. So basically, back you know, at the end of January, we drove through 
that highway out of my city to Odessa. And now the, the highway is completely destroyed. One of the bridges that connects is also destroyed. Well, our army destroyed the bridge so that the, you know, yeah. the Russian army couldn't go there. So, Smart, yeah. <laughs> right. Then there are a lot of bridges in my city, which also got destroyed. So it's like, I saw those pictures and I'm like, I, you know, deep inside, you hope this is a Photoshop and it's a nightmare that you're going to wake yeah. up from, but there's, there's no waking up from it. There's yeah. only, you know, it's happening. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I know we originally discussed, uh, we would do this for an hour and we've been doing this for about an hour. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have been so um, inspired by people like the Ukrainian people and how they have been responding and unifying and showing a healthy level of patriotism. You know, I think in America, we're used to an unhealthy level of patriotism, um, but seeing just like the the spirit. And I think someone, um, one of my friends who's a missionary over there right now, she said, mm -hmm. you know, the first 72 hours of an invasion are always the most important. Yeah. And, you know, Ukraine's made it through the first 72 hours. Um, and um, I know after this, we're gonna be sharing some, um, some little stories and stuff that someone tweeted of all like the really good highlights of mm -hmm. this so far, you know, like I mentioned, you know, the ghost of Kiev, um, yeah. some, some man who has been flying around and blowing up jets and right. all that other oh. stuff. And, and hey, I didn't know that, but yeah. I, I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, he's blown up a ton of like fighter jets, uh, yeah. Russian fighter jets, and they can't find him. And like Russia's pissed off and trying to find him, and so they're calling him the ghost. And then mm -hmm. you know, like, um, yeah, there's just so much, so much good. And also for those of us in America, I think we can be hopeful to know that at least the weapons that we have been helping Ukraine with. Like I just learned yesterday, my roommate's uh, brother helped develop the. Um, uh, they're called oh what are they called but anyway there, there's some mess missile javelins the, javelins he, they, he helped to develop the javelins he developed the God part bless that, like, person. that yeah. like is all of like the tracking and stuff and those have been so effective in destroying russian yes. tanks um yes. and it's just well, amazing thank you from me <laughs> no seriously it's, huge yeah. thanks because, yeah. yeah we're so grateful to the u.s we're so grateful to the u.s for everything for the you know financial support and i know we have more coming and um I, I would say it's it, you know it's it's crucial to, to this yeah. war yeah and so if you're out there at this point you know get some good ukrainian vodka somewhere um get, I, I remember there's a brand called Hadioka that we got once it was <laughs> the best Hadioka. ukrainian uh it was the best vodka i've ever had but you know <laughs> ra raise it raise a glass to yeah. ukraine go find a, a a ukrainian deli somewhere get some vareniki get some borscht, whatever it is, you it know, has. celebrate Ukraine and also provide funds for Ukraine. Um, yes. I know, uh, you know, I, I, I will be doing that myself and um, I know a lot of people that we know will. And so um, if there's anything else that you would like to mention right now, um, we'd love to hear anything else that you would like to talk about or like tell our listeners. Um, yeah. um, well, I would, just gonna say you know i'm really grateful for the opportunity to speak here and um i hope that i was able to paint a more or less clear picture of what's going on and really you know the way um like what we see and how we feel how my country feels and i also hope that i'm um representing my country um and you know my people who are in there in the war 
well as you know as, in the best way I can basically um yeah and just encourage people to be a part of this because I feel like we need to find the authoritarian regime 21st century cannot have it yeah. and um yeah. it's it's a lot more than about just my country yeah. it's about the whole world and about hope and um um I would say you know since it is a podcast in Christianity. I would say that people and, and me included, we've been praying a lot mm -hmm. um, so that our army is safe and our people are safe. Yeah. And, you know, that this stops as soon as possible, but with the best outcome for Ukraine. Yeah. Because as the, we say, if Russia stops fighting, they'll lose a war. If Ukraine stops fighting, we'll lose Ukraine. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And the church in Ukraine has also given me a lot of hope in <laughs> Christianity and seeing how churches are literally... Yeah doing what churches in America should be doing, which is literally opening up their doors, providing resources. Yeah. I have so many friends that I know that are pastors um, and mm -hmm. missionaries who have willingly said, no, we are not leaving. We are staying no. here in wherever we're at. And some of them are in Kiev. Some of them are in Lviv. Mm -hmm. and some of them are in Ternopil and mm -hmm. other areas all over. And some of them are in the countries or in the cities that are, you know, yeah. being, being blown up literally. And they're saying, and I saw a video just before coming on here of a church that I worked with. Um, shout out to Philadelphia Church in Ternopil. They are praying together and they are staying in shelter together and just singing um, and staying hopeful and, and doing whatever it is that they know how to do to cope. Um, and that may not look like a lot, but, you know, the church religion is supposed to provide hope and supposed to provide, provide comfort and they're doing more than that in Ukraine. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's given me a lot of hope, <laughs> this little angsty, uh, mm -hmm. little angsty boy here. And so, um, yeah, thank you for coming on Yulia. How can people connect with you online? If they would like to follow your work, um, be able to hear, hear from anything. I'm not going to tell them like y'all, please don't, please don't bombard her with questions. Do your own research, but support her and follow her. Like how, if, if you're willing to, how can people uh, like find you and, be able to just at least connect with the work that you do yeah i'm on instagram it's not really work you know i just share share it yeah, yeah. it's not a blog or anything i really share what i find necessary and like urgent things um a lot of it like some of the content i share is you know from like american speaking friends or i'm sorry english speaking friends or and then american friends um some of it is for Ukrainians and it's like urgent messages which need to be spread around like to warn people to do something and it's like it's circulating on the internet so as much as I can and yeah and then some things that um to provide resources for people so yeah I'm on Instagram it's uh why Rusinovska if, if you can probably include it in one of the descriptions yeah we'll put it in the show notes yeah 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 <laughs> So feel free to follow me on Instagram. I don't reply usually to things that are not related to the war, at, you know, for the past few days, because I try to just talk to my friends and make sure they're all safe and alive. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Any Great. support. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Yulia. And Slava Ukraini. Thank you so much. That was a really really deep and heavy interview yeah there was a a lot uh <laughs> it's been a heavy few days honestly it it really has been um checking in mental health wise with everyone i i can pretty much guarantee that everyone that i've been talking to hasn't been doing too great 
Yeah. Everyone. I, I haven't been doing that great either. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a friend that lives in Ukraine oh. that unfortunately um, had to evacuate the country because yeah. of everything that's going on. But good news for my friend is that she is safe. Yeah. She has exited the country. She That's is good. officially, I mean, <laughs> putting a ray of sunshine on the darkest, darkest pit. It's, she's officially a refugee now and now has to go through that process. Yeah. But she's safe and she's alive and that's really the big part that matters for totally. me. Yeah, no, I remember I when, uh, she, you know, Yulia mentioned the uh, Putin addressing that he's doing a military operation in Ukraine. I remember I was getting my hair dyed at a salon, and, like, I think I was at this point where uh, my girlfriend had gotten up, and she was getting her, her bangs fixed by my barber um, real quick, and I looked down, and I opened up Twitter, um, and, it, you know, I saw the headline, and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going to happen right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and... And I thought, like, it, I didn't know if it was going to be a huge thing, quite frankly. But, you know, finished up, getting my hair done, and I come home, and my roommates are sitting there watching the news. And we never watch the news, you know, except for we watch the news when, uh, you know, the, the election was happening. We watch the news January 6th, you know. Yep. And, like, for us here in our apartment, you know, my, my one of my roommates, my best friends, like, he spent four of his summers in Ukraine. He almost became a missionary. He literally landed in Ukraine the day that, like, 30 minutes after Ukraine closed their borders to outsiders because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, because he was going there to see if he wanted to be a missionary. Um, and then ended up coming back, and that's his story, so I'll let him tell it if he ever wants to come on here and tell a story about that. But mm-hmm. for him, like, I know Ukraine has been a big part of his story. And since I knew him, like, I mean, Ukraine has even had an impact on my own life as a result like i even went to ukraine granted i only started on one missions trip but like from the start i just started learning more and more about ukraine because like i actually was about to like i don't really talk about this much but there was a time where i almost became a missionary i had an offer to be a missionary with uh someone from apu um to go and do some stuff in ukraine like i right now instead of doing this podcast i could have i could be there in ukraine and i have a lot of friends one of my best friends from college is a missionary in ukraine and you know, I had a lot of friends that I met while I was on that trip and outside of it who are Ukrainian. Um, and seeing their stories, like um, one of one of my friends is a missionary. Her and her husband have been there for years, and they're they're raising their kids there in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ten years is how long they've been there. Um, and um, Ben, the husband, stayed, decided he was going to stay behind in Ukraine and how to leave his wife and his kids to start heading heading towards Czech, where the missions organization's headquarters are, and they're providing relief efforts for um, the refugees. So if you are Ukrainian and you're listening to this and you're looking for a place, um, I know Josiah Venture um, in, in, in Czech, from what I understand, has uh, resources. Um, but regardless, like um, Christy, who is uh, Ben's, Ben's wife, um, she is leaving the country right now with... Uh, another woman whose husband, his name is Siava, who had to go back because he's being drafted into the war. And I've known Siava. Um, I literally saw him two months ago, um, almost to the day, and you know, ate lasagna with him <laughs> as he was here in, in Ukraine. And he's one of the kindest 
souls that I've ever met. He's also one of the biggest shitheads that I've ever met. Hell yeah. And, and like Ukrainian U- Ukrainian uh, humor is a whole new level of dark humor. Um, and, and they're just so funny and so witty, but also so strong. And he's also one of the most fa- talented photographers I've ever seen. And then I have my friend Henna, who I mentioned. Like, he's staying behind in Ukraine. And, uh, he has to. They're not letting anyone 18 to 60 leave, who's a man, leave the country because they're all being drafted. Um, and, you know, I have, I, I know so many people who are over there that I've, that I've been talking with. And, like, this, that first 24 hours, I couldn't imagine what it was like for Yulia, you know. But, like, for me, it was, it was hard. I couldn't even focus on work. Yeah. Like I, I was just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? And I had to like turn my phone on. Do not disturb. Like I was like, I can't, I'm privileged enough to where I can do that. But I also have to do that for my mental health right now. You yeah. know, um, I felt a little guilty about that as well, but like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's, it really is insane how much is happening. You know, we keep, the phrase that I keep hearing thrown around, at least here in the States, is I'm kind of tired of living through major historical events. While they're sitting in their fucking house surrounded by plants at their standing desk and their MacBook Pro? Yeah. I mean, there are, there are some people that are definitely, like, more privileged than others, but yes. you, have to, you have to admit, like, these last couple years has been have been stressful as fuck for everyone yeah so i mean i complete i completely understand like anyone who's having a you know a tough time with their mental health right now because shit dude there's a lot yeah so i mean so hopefully like i know this week we're not really being too humorous about anything we're kind of keeping it very serious but like i hope that the majority of you are able to find outlets to like help yourself, you know, feel better, cheer up, hopefully, you know, just a little bit of alcohol, not too much, (laughs) but also like stop joking about living through a historical event when we are here in America. That's my point is there are people literally in Ukraine who are dying. Yeah. There are people who are, are in, who are literally living through the event. We are not. And granted it affects us. Um, but like, I'm tired of seeing people post that. And I know for a fact that they're sitting there with their Starbucks Frappuccino, um, or, or, you know, or whatever. And granted, yeah, pandemic and all that shit. Totally Mm -hmm. understand. But like, before you post something, consider what other people in other places are experiencing. And also stop joking about the draft in America. We are not going to be drafted. The draft was created because no one wanted to sign up for fucking war. However, here in America, we have more than enough soldiers because of the military industrial complex. They literally poach people who are low poverty to be able to go into the military. So no, we are not likely going to be drafted here in America, but people in Ukraine are. So stop joking about that shit. Stop making jokes about World War III. Yes, there's a very big reality that we may very well head to World War III. Um, but let's not make jokes about that. It's just like, I like people are making so, jokes are like, there are certain jokes that are fine. Mm-hmm. Direct them towards Putin. Yeah, exactly. Direct them Fuck towards Putin. Direct them towards that asshole. Yeah. But don't attack the Russian people because there's a lot of Russian people who are doing great. Like, there were, I saw a picture of a th- like thousands of Russian. Um, citizens standing in the Capitol protesting Putin, knowing very well that they're going to be in jail that night. Because over there, just like, oh, 
yeah, it was happening during the Black Lives Matter protests. But if you, but uh, on a much bigger and more um, oppressive scale in Russia, you know, if you're against the government, you go to jail. Like that's it. You may never see your family. You may never see the light of day. You may die. Yeah. Like that. That's the reality. So like, attack Russia or not attack Russia. <laughs> attack Putin. Yeah. Um, Putin can go suck my ass. Uh, Putin can fuck off. Um, but. Like, let's be kind and also recognize that there's a lot of hope. The Ukrainian people are, are, are amazing. Like I, I, like I said, you know, in our, at the end, like I have been so inspired by the amount of healthy patriotism Hmm. and also seeing how the church has been responding, um, both American and, uh, Ukrainian in Ukraine and how they've been responding. It's honestly giving me hope. Good, jo- good job, Church. You did good yeah, on this one. Yeah, yeah, like for, that. For the most part, I know. Hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. I should preface. Some of you out there are bitching about gas prices. Shut the fuck up yeah. right now. People yeah. are dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Like inflation's been hitting me. I, I understand. I, I get it. Like but, I, I get it too. But yeah. Jesus Christ, there's people dying. Don't yes. yell at anyone because prices are getting higher at the gas pumps. Yeah, we're all gonna be struggling, but it's for a good reason. Yeah, and and Greg Abbott, don't for don't. We didn't forget about you. Uh-huh. We were going to talk about you today. And your shit in Texas. But don't worry. Your day will come. We will have our fucking news segment on your ass. Actually, we're going to have an entire fucking episode on your ass. Exactly. There's just more pressing issues yeah. at, <laughs> at the moment as yeah. far as our weekly con- or bi-weekly content bi-weekly is content, able yeah. to Which, provide. However... Research for yourself on this one, and we'll get back to you with more information yes. later. Because this is something that's probably going to fly under the radar because of all of yeah. the news in Ukraine. It, it and happened this is pretty fucked up for yeah. us, and it happened literally hours before this too, like yeah. hours before the Ukrainian or before Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, but just know, like, it is incredibly important what is happening in Texas. Trans lives do matter, 100%. And yes, that does take precedence over a lot of other things. We actually had a lot of other stuff that we had currently planned that we decided to put on pause because this stuff, specifically Ukraine and then also the Greg Abbott stuff, are incredibly important stuff that we think we want to talk about. But stay tuned. In an episode or two, we will talk more about uh, Greg Abbott and the uh, who's a what a governor of Texas or some shit. Well, I don't give a fuck who he is, um, but some state official who's doing some bad things towards the trans people. But the Ukraine thing does take more precedence, and so please, 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 if you are able to, even if it's one dollar, please donate to the military of Ukraine. Please donate to their government. Please help provide funding. War is not okay. War is not good until it is necessary. Mm -hmm. And it is necessary when your life, your family's lives, your friends' lives, your country is at risk. And so um, Russia can fuck off. And Ukraine, you know, I genuinely hope that they can be able to... I mean, they are. They're fighting back. And they're successful. You know, they're stable in most of the cities that are, Mm -hmm. are present there. And I did want to point out real quick... A few really good news stories. Exactly. Uh, uh, I think it's safe to say that we're going to skip the Kenneth story this week. Because Putin's been a fucking Kenneth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Putin's been Putin, a Kenneth. Putin's, Putin is obviously yeah. the bigger bitch here. Yeah. So we'll Wh- save which, Kenneth for his yeah. comeuppance next week. Yeah. And, and you can hold me to this. Next week I'll give you an update. Brody did reach out. Um, and so there is an update on that. But... 
Uh, more importantly, because fuck all that shit, here is a tweet. This is from at Ocean Keltoy. Um, so he, here are some really good uh, news stories from, this is our fucking news segment, I guess, from, from Ukraine. So, Snake Island 13 telling a Russian warship to go fuck themselves and then holding out for 66 hours. So I think this is the island that um, that Yulio, or Yulio was talking about, Snake Island. Mm -hmm. um, Vitali Shakun, oh, I'm going to butcher the last name, but I'm going to try. Volodymyrovich, oh, I just said it. Um, their self-sacrifice to destroy a bridge and stop a Russian access point. So that's the bridge from Odessa that Yulio was talking about. The Ghost of Kiev. Knocking Russians out of the sky. So the ghost of Kiev, if you do not know, is this guy who has taken down multiple... Um, I, I forgot what it's called, but I mentioned it with all the different Russian ships. They cannot find him. Russia is pissed off, and this man or woman has been awesome. So, ghost of Kiev, if you hear this, Slava Ukraini. Next, um, Sunflower Grandma cursing Russian soldiers to their faces. Hell yeah. Um, the the Ukrainian president going outside and recording himself saying he's still here and this is where they'll fight. Words like brave don't even approach a description of these people. Russia done fucked up. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, that's it. I don't, Jake, if, do you have any closing statements? Um, Honestly... Stay informed. Take mental health breaks if you need to, but it is very important that you pay attention to what's going on because there is a lot happening. There are lives at stake here, and it is important for us to know when it is our time to interact and when it is our time to, you know, stay to the side and just wait to see what would happen. Obviously... Most of the people listening to this aren't going to be major political influencers, but if you so happen to be, make sure yeah. to talk about whatever yeah. you can to provide uh, relief to yeah. Ukraine. Um, you can also contact your senator to be able to push um, all this, like, not sanctions, but, like, push the... Um, the SWIFT Act. Yeah, SWIFT too. Act, and, and there, are, there are different things that you can do. I, I'll have to find the po post and post it up but there's something that someone was saying how you, how you can actually provide it even pro having state um got your state local state government provide funding to ukraine there's there's things i'm sure you can do exactly and then other other than that um just you know keep a lookout for anything that you can donate to if you have the means to and if you don't make sure to just spread the word spread it around uh make sure that everyone else in your circles are informed and are able to, you know, provide what they can. Yeah. Because this is a time of, this is actually, absolutely a time of desperation. Yeah. And if you have Ukrainian friends, reach out to them, tell them that you love them. Mm -hmm. They care for them and provide them support. They need it. Yeah. I know I mentioned this last week, but I know that my favorite charity, Direct Relief, is actually uh, providing humanitarian efforts mm -hmm. to any Ukrainian refugees yeah. and also medical supplies all throughout everything. So if you are, if you are more of the pacifist type that don't want to put guns in people's hands, even if it's for the direct defense of Ukraine, I understand. Uh, but direct relief doesn't put bullets in people's yeah. hands; they just provide medical care and. Yeah. You can donate to them, and they will. They will be able to 
help out. Yeah, and also Josiah Venture is a missions organization, and you know me, and you know that I hate missions organizations. However, Josiah Venture, that's Josiah, J-O-S-I-A-H-V-E-N-T-U-R-E. You can go to their website, josiahventure.com, and also their entire organization is providing relief efforts both to Ukrainians who are in Ukraine, since that is where one of their, like like I said, Ben and Christy Williams, they're out there, and a lot of my other friends, but also they're providing, um, effort, uh, they're providing a lot of aid to um, people who are trying to flee the country, specifically in Poland and Czech, um, and they're trying to get as many people to their um, areas to provide them with the resources as well. Um, and I think Josiah Venture, since they've been working with Ukraine a lot longer, is probably going to know a little bit more what they're doing there. And so provide to direct uh, direct relief or to just tie a venture, but also provide funding to the government because they do actually um, need the funding for weapons and all they that do. stuff <laughs> so that, you know, the local militias and also the military can be able to, pr- to, be able to fight off Russia. Um, and, you know, ho- hopefully, I mean, I don't want world war. However, I also want Russia to fuck off, so. Exactly. Yeah. I think one other thing to add is that if you frequent shopping on Amazon... As much as Amazon is going to be an issue, they do have a really good program. It's called the Amazon Smile Program. And you can put in a whole list of charities as one of the uh, many, many options for you to donate to. Great. And I feel like... And there... I know Direct Relief is on that list. Yeah. I don't know what other charities are on that list. But if you know of a specific one that is contributing to Ukraine, uh, then look them up. Uh, and try to get that Amazon smile to donate yeah. part of the funds that you would already pay for your packages yeah. to send out to Ukraine. Pretty much any nonprofit is on Amazon Smile, even local small nonprofits. So if there is one that you know that it's providing support to Ukraine, do that. Um, and follow at with Ukraine for local and updated information. They have people who are in ukraine who are actually providing the stuff so make sure that you are not looking at russian propaganda it's very easy people are like oh i'm just keeping updated on twitter stop unless the person is actually from ukraine um just be careful there's a lot of propaganda a lot of false news fake news dare i say going out there mm-hmm. um and so please 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 stay updated with local ukrainian sources exactly one of the one of the false news that i saw recently and it was just to garner up a bunch of a bunch more hate and it was absolutely disgusting and almost uh almost not related to the subject at hand at all yeah um it was a it was a post uh that was made by someone who was politically on the right and then and then immediately deleted their account after posting this but it was already got enough attention that it kept getting reposted and reposted and reposted oh sean fucked huh sean fucked sean fucked yeah sean fucked posting the picture that was from 2017 of all the people who are praying in in kiev no no not that one okay because that one yeah sean fucked. no it was it was a it was a darker post um you know trigger warning in advance but um it was it was a post that said uh, Ukrainian lives don't matter until black lives matter. And you fucking cunt. Yeah, no, that was, Oh my God. I know for a fact that most people, uh, that are part of BLM are totally behind Ukraine right now. Yeah. Why the, like it, it, it's not black lives matter and they're it's black lives matter too. That was the original hashtag black lives matter too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, fuck them. Also, fuck you, Hillsong. Hi, um, we just want to pray only specifically to our church and our missionaries who live in... Fuck off. They did a post about, about the Ukraine, but specifically only caring about themselves. Nah. Fuck your narcissistic shit. No, support Ukraine. Pray for Ukraine. Slava Ukraini. Glory to Ukraine. Glory to the heroes. Slava Ukraini. Yeah, Slava Ukraini. Slava Ukraini. Yeah, something like that. I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not I, I'm butchering it, yeah, but... Slava uh, Ukraini. Ukraini. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll get it right for whenever I need to make that battle cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that we have been very bad at this, and so here we go. But uh, we have not introduced and then ended our petty prayers with Gabe. And so Gabe is here with us in the room. Gabe. Hi. What does the Lord put on your heart for Vladimir Fuckton? <laughs> That's the... Poopton. 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 Well. Well. <laughs> so if you did not hear that, Brandon just said Vladimir Poopin. That's pretty great. Vladimir Poopin. 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 Anyway. Well, glad I'm finally getting the chance of uh, Putin this out there. But <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's our only joke for the day. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, honestly, uh, I'd just like to say I have mad respect for the president of Ukraine and for the people of Russia who are risking their lives by standing... People of... Oh, okay. Yeah, who are risking their lives by uh, protesting their government in the streets, in the thousands. And... Um, I'd just like to say to Mr. Vladimir Putin... I don't know how to say go fuck yourself in Russian, but you can say sukabliat. I would just like to say to Vladimir Putin. Wait, Brandon, just come in here. I'd just <laughs> like to say to Vla to Mr. Vladimir Putin, sukabliat. Slava Ukrainine. Ukraini. Ukraini. Slav Slava Ukraini. Perfect. Wonderful. There is a certain phrase that you can say, go fuck yourself. I keep forgetting it. Brandon tried yelling it from the other room, but here we are. So, And as we say, amen, Gabe, man. Amen, Gabe, man. And fuck Putin. Yes. Yes. May the Lord make his lightning rain down on Russia. Six Semper Tyrannus. But specifically only in the chair where Putin is sitting and also any other influencers. Yeah. Anyone in Russia that's just you know, watching and can't really do anything, we understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Amen, game man. Amen, game man. Fuck Putin. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Angsty Christian Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Angsty Christian Pod. And if you really, really like our show and you want to support us, make sure to go over to our Patreon. Thanks, and, Mom. Yeah, thank you, Mom. And become one of our backers. And if you would like to email us about literally anything, you hate us, you like us, you want to be with us, whatever, I don't care, email us at angstychristianpodcast at gmail.com. Also realize when I said that, it sounds like you want to be in a relationship with us. Well, two of us are single, but please don't. 
That's weird. I'll hold your hand. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, all music is done by Brad Tsushima. He is a homie. Thank you so much, Brad. We love you.